You've always had what it takes to make it happen. And we know the right tools can make it easier. At Strayer University, we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success. That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program. So you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Motor running. Head out on the highway. Life is a highway. Big wheels, come on, turn it. Day is a winding road. One foot on the brake and one on the gas. We've got a Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our fall road tour powered by Toro, Jobber, Entrepreneur Academy, and Ballard Products. We are traveling the Midwest, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Jamison and Naylor Taliaferro. All right, guys, we are here right outside of Kansas City, Missouri, at a brand new house of Britt Dowds on 40 acres. I love it out here, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm ex- excited to be with the legend. Paul Jamison, Green Industry Podcast. Yeah, now you have a me. booming uh, lawn care business, and you also have a podcast as well. I mean, that's that's generous of you. I, w- I wouldn't call it booming, but yeah. So we run a company called Green Again Lawn. Yeah. Um, right now we are in Paola, Kansas. So for you, those of you not familiar, we're about like 35 minutes south of KCK mm-hmm. and about 40 to 45 minutes to downtown Traffic depending. What's KCK? Kansas City, Kansas. Yep. Okay, so, so there's a difference you, of Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas yes, City, sir. Missouri. Yes, sir. That's why the Chiefs, man, it's the loudest stadium around. You've got uh-huh. you're pulling from Kansas. You're pulling from Missouri. You've got all sorts of rednecks on each side of the state line coming, okay. to, coming now, for now, football. Now, now, hey, Britt, let's talk football, bro. You want to talk some football no, right out of the gate? First, we need to talk geography because I, I get a, I get heckled all the time okay. for my poor geography. Oh yeah, is I, Kansas City, Kansas have like skyscrapers and stuff, or is it no, just just KC Mo, Kansas City, Missouri. So that's what I saw where there's skyscrapers. Yes. Yep. Then why do these jokers call it Kansas City, Kansas if there's no skyscrapers? Because there's technically a KCK, like Kansas City, Kansas is a physical location. City. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. have big skyscrapers. Yep. Like that's where we have our uh, we have our speedway out there, and it's starting to develop a little bit. No no skyscrapers, but okay, yeah, yeah. What are you? I'm sorry. No 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 no. no, no. You're you're Pel- What is it? Pellegrino. Oh, Pellegrino. It looks Shout like you're Brian Fuller. What time is it? It's it's ten fifty four, and it looks like Paul's in here drinking a a forty, a malt beverage forty. <laughs> that's what Greg Chisholm said. He's I'm like sorry. he said, you know, I gotta I, get a picture of you. He said, you know, I don't drink, and I was like, yeah, I, I thought I knew that, but because uh, this this does look kind of sketchy. Yeah, it looks like we're chilling like after our classes in the dorm room, and you're drinking a forty. Now I don't. <laughs> just so you guys know, I don't drink at all. Um, so, but I drink water. Sam Pellegrino. Disclaimer: You don't have to give that disclaimer. Look look at this thing. There you go. So, uh, right, Brian yeah, Fullerton, this guy uh, knew that I like Pellegrino. Yeah. And he got me a pallet of uh, water, of Essentia, Pure Year water, and Pellegrino. Three different mineral waters. Spent $650, and a pallets of water showed up at my house for the trip. So, I've been hydrated. Mm. That's why every... Where I go, I, as soon as I get there, I'm like, hey, I got to pee. I got the great chisms. Like, I got to use the restroom. <laughs> I got here. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Or not to meet you. Nice to see your new house. Let loaded me, let me loaded up on that mineral water. I was going to go behind the tree, but yeah, no, no, no. Come inside. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, Man so, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Yeah, well, Appreciate thank you. Appreciate you. This is, you're, you're my first guest outside of like Tiago in the loft. Well, no, I take that back. I interviewed a guy, a local guy, Sam Fisher here. So, uh, 
first uh, big time guest though, man. Awesome. Well, it's good to be here, but we want, I want to hear about your business. We've had you on the show one time before you called in, Mm -hmm. but this is way much better audio. Um, We were having struggles that day. So I really want you to share the best practices of your business, your business story. I mean, any little hint tip that you can give these guys um, that, you know, can help. So tell us how it started, man. You want the you want the origin story? Which we'll path do the do origins. Now I see how it's blossomed into this today. But yeah, how did it all get started? Um, I am no different than any of your listeners. I, I had a uh, early passion for lawn care, early passion for landscaping, the outdoors, and uh, really, I've been doing it now. I mean, twelve plus years. You never know in lawn care, like if somebody's counting. Yeah, when they did it in junior high, or, right, right, but like legitimately over 12 plus years. And I've run this company called Green Again now mm-hmm. for, let's see here, about nine and a half years. Okay. Um, started with push mower and my mom's purple minivan. So that's my, that's my claim to fame. You weren't chucking the truck. You were, uh, <laughs> we were in the minivan. Brit in the van. <laughs> Brit in the minivan. Um, so, and that, like, that was like junior high, high school. So I was like, dude, I got to get out of this thing as quick as I can. <laughs> but no, I, I just enjoyed, I just enjoyed being outside. And it was like, at that time, it, it seemed like I only had a couple options, uh-huh. you know, go work at like a fast food place or work at our local gym. Um, or mow lawns. And so I started mowing lawns. My uncle had a, uh, a mowing company out of Southern Illinois. And so kind of how things really progressed for me was um, one summer, unfortunately, they had a massive tornado sweep through Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going uh, down there with him for an entire summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember how many mowing accounts I had. It couldn't have been many because I just phased out of that and went and helped him for an entire summer. But I made enough money there roofing houses Uh from like the, like the insurance payments to homeowners, um, cutting down trees, hauling off brush that I came back with a, uh, what was it? It was a belt drive Toro mower. And what do you mean came back with? Like I, I worked there an entire summer in Uh Southern Illinois Yeah, and my parents dropped me off. Uh Uh-huh. And so, but I had to get back and I was like, uh-huh. no, mom, don't, don't bother. I'm going to hopefully save up enough money to, uh-huh. to buy a vehicle, buy a trailer, buy a mower. So by the end of that summer, we had worked so hard, so long that I bought a little Dodge Dakota, bought a little trailer, which we still use at green again to this day. Okay. And then a little, uh, belt drive Toro walk behind mower. Wow. And man, I thought I was like. I thought it was the deal. That's the main. Those tools were the you good need. old days. Yeah, that's the main tool. And it you came with a Hank going. Williams Jr. CD too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so, don't know who <laughs> Hank Williams is. Come on, you're out in Hot Atlanta, bro. What kind of music you listen I, to? Well, praise and worship, man. I, oh, I there listen you go. To worship music. What, what kind? What kind of praise and worship? I'm about the praise and worship. Yeah, I mean, I listen to Upper Room down in Dallas, Texas, Bethel, mm-hmm. and uh, I listened to Bethel this morning when I was working out. Yeah, I can tell you've been working out, man. I've been hitting so, it hard for shoulders like, are, are looking like Jake Miser. He's he's a he's Brian's friend. He's got a he, good build. So, but yeah, yeah, I can tell you've been working out. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, well, I've been going hard for like I've been doing this Beach Body app. Okay, called Six Weeks of the Work. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been doing that. Did you just go to the beach or what? No, I'm getting ready to go to the beach. Okay, I'm going. I'm going this week. You almost got the body. Yeah, so. man. Yeah. So I've been doing that and it's a six week program and this is my third time going through it. So I'm trying to yeah. cut some weight. It, as lawn keeper, as lawn, lawn keeper, as lawn care guys, it's so easy for us to lose calories. I mean, you just, whether you're, I, you just lose weight because yep. we're out there working, but that doesn't equate to the belly. Like you get, yep. your arms can dwindle away and yep. your legs can dwindle away, but somehow, some way, even though we you know, put so much energy into the field, into working, I've just would find myself getting so, um, skinny fat, I'd call it where I'd still have a, I'd have a, I'd have a gut, but I wouldn't have muscles because I'm so hard. So, so, um, hard working. So how did you make the time to be able to, to get in great shape? 
while being the owner of your company? That's a tough question. That's a tough question. Plus you got kids and wife. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm like completely in shape. So like your listeners don't go like, look me up on Instagram. (laughs) Well, you you have this little dude. Nah, but you, you're, um, so you work out. Here's, here's what I would say. Um, it's, it's peaks and valleys, Mm -hmm. right? Just like anything in life. I've, I've had moments where I've been extremely, what I would call overweight. And it's just like, I mean, even like during the rough part of the season with COVID, Uh I was stressed out, Uh wasn't working out a lot, eating my feelings, you know? And so it's just, it's just peaks and valleys. And with my business, in the, probably the first four years, it was hard because you know how it is. Like you're grinding, you're trying to get a business off the ground. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to do when you come home at night is work out. Yeah. And it's then, almost impossible to do it evening. You just don't have enough energy. Yeah. It has to be in the morning. In the morning. Yep. Yeah. And so, and, and then like, especially like March through, well, really late February all the way through May the first five years of my business, like I didn't, I didn't have a life outside of trying to get new clients. So I, I didn't work out. Um, so it's just peaks and valleys. Now I'm, I'm to the point in my business where, you know, I've, I've got layers of leadership in place. We've got a really good team. And so I can, I can do a lunch break. And if I'm South here, I can go to our gym. Mm-hmm. We've got a gym in our basement. So it's either a lunch break if I'm near my house or near the gym or it's early mornings mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, but bro, like I, you're catching me at a weird time with all this because I feel like my whole life has been in transition. We've just moved into this new house, yeah. um, at green again, I'm kind of phasing out of operations. And so I'm really this, the next three months, I'm going to be like retooling my schedule quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's also, it's one of those things, uh, to your listeners out there that have kids, they know how this is like, it's not fair to work, wake up at four or four thirty in the morning, get your workout in and go give your job the best. But then at seven, seven thirty at night, when you need to be your best for your family, you're tired. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of re reorienting my schedule a little bit right now, trying to figure out where to time block, you know, devotions, working out all those things that are super important, but not urgent where to put that in my schedule the next six months. So Yeah, but we're going to have more with Britt coming right up after we hear from the best producer in the biz. As long as the check's in the mail, Paul, you can say whatever you want. Hi, it is Mr. Producer. I am a big fan of Britt's podcast, by the way. I hope you've made it a part of your listening schedule. Have you checked out Paul's e-course yet? This dynamic video instructional series currently on sale for you, our podcast listeners. $97 gets you access to all that Paul has learned over the last decade. He actually started his business hauling a mower around in the back of his Honda, and now his company takes care of the properties of many of Atlanta's pro athletes and coaches. If you want to keep making those same mistakes over and over again, go for it. Knock yourself out. If, on the other hand, you'd like to learn how to do business better from someone you know and trust and enjoy listening to, of course, on this e-course, it's a video course, then don't make the mistake of failing to avail yourself of the the instructional material. Tell you what, we will throw that link in the description. From start to finish, Toro has you covered with an all-new professional lineup. Check out the Z-Master 4000 zero-turn mower. Equipped with Horizon 360, there's also a new Z-Master 2000. Grandstand multi-force attachments for every season. And a new 21-inch, 60-volt, heavy-duty walk mower. For more information, go to toro.com slash professional. Toro.com slash professional. Hey friends, Paul here, and we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Jobber. From the quote request to the moment you are paid, Jobber brings everything together to make the entire job and customer experience seamless. One of my favorite features of Jobber is the ability to store my customer's card on file. Jobber makes it easy to get paid through their invoicing and online payments. To get started, just head over to getjobber.com to start your free 14-day trial. 
It's true, people develop a first impression of you before you even open your mouth. And a clean uniform and appearance earns trust and speaks volumes. Metro Merch is your go-to for quality custom apparel from work to office showing professionalism with comfort in mind. We have a vast range of canvases available to accommodate any time of the year or season, from personal batches to mass quantity available to order. Mention Green Industry Podcasts and receive a discount of 15% off your entire order. Check out Metro Merch LLC on Instagram for order ideas, color schemes, and canvases. Metro Merch LLC. The Green Industry Podcast Fall Tour continues. Once again, Paul Jamison and Naylor Taliaferro. All right, friends, we're back here in, we're in Missouri or Kansas? We're in Kansas. Oh, we are in Kansas. We are in Kansas. I, I was out there on my Instagram story here in the Missouri, the country of Missouri. So if you go out here and take a left, though, and drive uh-huh. for 15 minutes, you'll, you'll hit the state line. Okay. Yep. This is my first time in Kansas. <laughs> I don't even know I'm in Kansas. Seriously? That's when you know you've been road tripping. You don't even know what state <laughs> you you're in, You don't even man. know where you woke up at. So no, where, where, did, you stay, where did you stay last night? I woke up at the Kansas City Airport in the hotel at the airport. Okay. Okay. So, and I love traveling right now with COVID because the prices are so low for the hotels. Yep. Uh, and it's like, it's kind of weird though, because there's no, like, no one in there. That's what I bet. So it's like you look out the window and there's your car and the lady at the front desk car. It's like, uh, okay. But uh, anyway. You- yeah, it's weird. I mean, you th- that, that could have another podcast in itself. You're you're doing a road tour during a pandemic. Yeah. Well, I'm not, like, I, I don't have an ounce of fear of the, of the COVID, the, yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. 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 But the money aspect of it is it's really a benefit. To traveling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not that I'm encouraging everyone to go out and travel, but I'm like, I'm loving it. Helps it. you. Yeah. Yeah. You can live like a king at these, you know, cheap, easy, yeah. easy to get places. Yeah. Have you, have you flown? So you flow like, is that a rental car? Yeah. That's a rental okay. that I have. Okay. Um, Naylor's flying in and out. Um, whereas, um, I'm driving because I have so much equipment. Yeah. So for example, when I leave Arkansas to go to Iowa, it's an eight and a half hour drive. Yep. So it'd be easier to fly, but I have so much equipment, um, with all the headphones and cameras and lights and podcast mixer boards and all yep. that. And I don't trust the airplane, uh, guys that work there because like, they'll just take your suitcase and throw it. Throw it in like, there. Yeah. I got, you know, an outrageous <laughs> amount life. of delicate equipment. So I yeah. am, um, I mean, there are the Pelican cases and everything that I do have, but still it's like, um, I'd rather just have the control of being in, in the vehicle, but back to your yeah, story. I Britt. understand that. Yeah. So you have the belt drive Toro mower. Yeah. You had, um, what were you using for a blower? Oh shoot. I don't remember. Um, I think I've always used steel for the most part. Okay. I think my uncle like gifted me a, um, the X mark. Would it be X mark? I don't know. Red yeah, Max. Red Max. That's okay. what it was. Red yeah, Max. X Marks is mowers. Yep. Yep. Red Max. So, um, really early on, he gifted me with the Red Max. Okay. But then after that thing phased out, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't have enough money for Red Max. So yeah. I went with a pretty cheap steel. Okay. So you just had a, a old, uh, Dakota mm-hmm. truck, belt drive mower, and then a trailer that you still use today. And then a gifted Red Max mower. Now, how did you collect customers? Cause you lost all your customers when you went to help yep. out in Southern Illinois. So how'd you start over again? Yep. So that would have been, let's see, that would have been in junior, senior year of high school. So I was still pretty young. Yeah. So I ended up getting through college up to, I think 42 something mowing accounts. Wow. And that was just organic. I mean, get a couple here and there, you know how it is. And then put out some brochures. And then when you're that young, it's pretty easy to get friends. Would you just walk in neighborhood and put the brochure Mm -hmm. on their, what'd you do in their mailbox on the front door? Front door. Yep. Yep. How you, did you have like a piece of tape or you just jammed it into a, I did a piece of tape for like two weeks Uh and then a couple people had like paint chip off. So Uh I got a couple pissed off people. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So I stopped doing that. So we ended up just doing, how'd you get it to stay there? So they would get, they would find it. If we could, we would open up like the screen door and then jam it, jam it in there. Otherwise we would just like precariously fold it or roll it up and stick Uh it between the door handle and the glass. Uh Um, But yeah, that's what we did. Um, And it wasn't anything crazy at 42 accounts. 
high school, college. But those brochures. You feel like you have a lot would, of money. Oh, heck yeah. But yeah. they would call you from the brochure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. yep. And we still used, um, we, we still do a ton of brochures. Mm-hmm. Like we do, that's a big part. I would say 70 to 75% of our marketing strategy and budget every year goes towards brochures. Um, I, I actually can so, show some of your listeners if they want, but like we'll end up next year, we'll do... I think we're tracking towards 72,000 brochures that we're going to put out mm. for our whole team. And we get around like a 1.25% return on those. Mm-hmm. And so since we actually can, like we have hard data, that's our return for the past eight years. So from that, we just base a lot of our marketing projections and sales goals off of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, for, 42-ish what accounts in college. What time of the year do you get those out? Uh, spring. Yeah. What month? March through May 15th. Okay. So uh, in here you do in, it in waves or you just do it one time? No, we go, we go in like the whole time. So we do a pretty steady drip. We require our, each of our, so we only, so you guys know out there right now, we only do fertilizing, weed control, aerating and seeding, some lawn insecticide stuff. So we phased out of mowing and landscaping. So we have these guys that we call turf route managers. So they have their daily production that they've got to get in. And then on top of that, we require them to hit a production goal for marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be, we're switching that a little bit because we've absolutely killed ourselves the last three years. Mm-hmm. And the guys that have been with us a while are like, I don't know if I can go through another year of doing 200 to 300 brochures per day. So we're, we're switching that up a little bit. Uh-huh. I don't want to get into that too much, but um, yeah, like right now, or let's just say, cause this year was shot because of COVID, but like last year we were having our guys do 20 to 25 stops per day. Mm-hmm. And then anywhere from 200 to 250 brochures on top of that. And so that pretty well maxes one guy out for a day. Is that, that, that you had someone hired just for marketing? No, the, our, our turf route managers that are hired to actually spray lawns uh, are also required to hit those numbers uh, okay. for putting out brochures. Yep. Oh, I got you. So, um, back to the transition, yep. I was wondering why did you stop doing landscape enhancements and lawn mowing to only focus on the turf care? We wanted to get into something more technical and to be honest, early on, I would have been fine mowing and doing landscaping. Um, my wife's dad has been in the green industry 30 plus years now. And he's been on the chemical side. Mm-hmm. He's been in nursery, greenhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a chemical rep before, been bought out by True Green, mm-hmm. I think, three times. Mm-hmm. And so he was. He had just lived in that space a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I knew going into running a small business, like he's going to be kind of like, my ace in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. He's got all this experience. It'd be stupid not to tap into it. And he always geared me towards doing something technical, mm-hmm. doing something that is, has a little barrier to entry. So that's one thing that I preach on uh, our podcast, the lawn care leaders podcast a lot is, you know, you want to, you want to have margin in your life mm-hmm. to have margin in your life. In the beginning, your small business to, needs to be making a profit mm-hmm. for your small business to be making a profit. You need to, be professional. Mm-hmm. You take that back one step further. You need a barrier to entry. You need um, technical skills. Mm-hmm. You need something to add professionalism to add profit. And so that for me was the chemical application side. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying guys out there that are are mowing can't add a technical st- skill or be professional, but it is one layer. So if you could add another line of service or irrigation or like you, like enhancements mm-hmm. or landscape installs, whatever it is, it needs to be um, a luxury or a want. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody needs mowing. Like everybody needs their lawn mowed. Mm-hmm. And there's such a, a low barrier to entry to start mowing. A high school kid 
Yes. Instead of working at Taco yes. Bell can cut grass. Yeah, yeah. And I, by the way, I never complained about that because that's how we all started. Right. I love that that kid is competing with us. But the low barrier to entry also sets the price low, sets the professionalism low, and thus the profit is just not there in the beginning for most yeah. people. And in Atlanta, the average yard is $10,000 for a, a renovation. If you're going to have some garden beds with some nice plants, you're going to have some sod, really? maybe some boulders. If you're going to do it in a, in a nice neighborhood in Atlanta, that's going to be, you know, Atlanta's got the money. We landscape. need to get green, green again out to hot land. No, Atlanta's absolutely prosperous. I mean, it's a, mm. it's a really well, you know, well off economy in, in the metros, it, yep. not, not all areas. There's some poverty stricken areas, but there's a lot of these neighborhoods that have a thousand homes that have gated. Um, you have to actually drive through a gate and give the security officer. I was explaining this to Naylor. I, they say, to diversify. Yep. <laughs> and so I didn't diversify in my business. I got all my customers in one neighborhood. Yep. And I was telling Naylor, like there, if, if I mess up, the whole thing's over. Yep. Not that this is the blueprint that we should follow, but I kind of, I just kind of did it that way. Well, you did a podcast on that at one point, right? I think, I think you talked about, uh, almost messing up in a neighborhood and you lost a bunch of people. I, I right? did lose. That was another neighborhood was that it? Okay. where there's a security guard and you had, cause you at the neighborhood I'm in, you have to give the security guard your um, driver's license yeah. and then your driver's license is linked to your customer's accounts. And so if you do something to break a violation, they have your, um, they have your license plate number, they have your driver's license. And so there's guys that get banned. You know, if, if you do something that you shouldn't do, yeah, they can ban you and then you can't work in there. So I could lose my whole business in one bad decision from one of my guys. So it's like, that's crazy. It's, it's how yeah. many of the neighborhoods do you think are like that where they're gated in, in Atlanta? There's, there's multiple ones. Um, Dang. yeah, there's, there's river club, there's country club of the South, there's Sugarloaf country club, St. Ives country club, and you can go on and on and on. There, there's tons of them in, yep. in that area, but those are the yards that their front yard on average, it's $10,000. So I'm like, wait a minute. When I started off, here I am. Yep. I should have been charging forty dollars. I cut. I'm charging thirty. <laughs> so that was my first mistake. And then my friend Jamie is sitting here working two to three days and getting ten thousand dollars. Yep. And I'm like, I'm I'm sweat. I'm waking up at the same time you are. I'm sweating, working till dark thirty, and I'm barely making any money. And you're making ten thousand dollars in two or three days. Now she's a Georgia certified landscape professional, but that's what you said, the bare entry. She has the knowledge of the dimensions, the color schemes, how to do everything, the spacing, everything perfect. And so that's why you had your, um, was it your uncle or who was it that had the experience with the chemical? Um, yeah, my father-in-law. Pardon me. Father-in-law. Your father-in-law was that reach. Okay. If he can do it, I can do it. So for me, it was Jamie. I was like, Jamie's getting $10,000 per job, roughly. Yeah. Then, yeah. So it's not to hate on the guy who's just starting with the no. old school mower. We both started there, yep. but it's like you quickly realize this can't be the end game. Yep. There's there's such little profit in lawn mowing yep. and there has to be another component to it, whether it's fertilizer, yep. weed control, or it's putting in the new sod mulch garden yep. beds, front yard enhancement, backyard enhancement, or you can really step up your game and be Caleb Allman and be doing the yep. stone patio pavers. But Which you, is I mean, so fun. It's so fun that you can start with a push mower and who knows where you can end up. It branches into something. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's important because there's so many guys listening right now that are in the, I don't want to say a push mower phase, but you always want your brain to be thinking, what else could I be doing? to be making more money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean eliminating the mowing. Yep. You, you chose to eliminate the mowing. I didn't. Cause I was like, if I, if I keep mowing, it's going to keep me here so that I can get the account. But yep. with Fert and Squirt, a lot of them, you know, Jason Creole called me the other day. I didn't even know he listened to my podcast and I yeah. said something negative about him on my podcast. <laughs> Just kind of on accident, not yeah. about him, but about Fert and Squirt. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mentioned that I don't like the odor of the fertilizer or not the fertilizer, the pre-emergent. Yeah, yeah. It, it annoys me. And I said something and then Jason Creole called me. He's like, hey, 
Dude, take it easy on us fertilizer guys. Take it easy, man. I was like, you listen to my podcast? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm, I'm with you on that because there's some there's some products that absolutely give me. But there's a product called Trimec that mm-hmm. PBI Gordon makes. Is, yeah, is that 992? Or, yeah, uh, Trimec 992. See? Dude, I love I love the smell of that. To what? me, oh yeah, oh yeah. Whenever no. we start spraying that, like uh, early, like summer, ooh man, it smells like money to me, baby. Oh. I love it. I love it. But then there's like uh, Tricera, Triclopyr is the active ingredient. Yeah, hate the smell of that. I don't mind the smell of Prodiamine. But um, back to your point about like the profit. One other thing that I always try to consider is there's. There's this idea of like perceived value whenever you're running a business. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to eventually, like in the beginning, you're doing a lot of one-on-one transactions. You're marketing, you're selling, you're marketing, you're selling. But eventually you have to get into branding, which is your truck wraps, your uniform. Your, your truck presence. looks great, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. you. You have to brand yourself properly in your community. And that's where your perceived value comes in. And any business out there, the perceived value, you think about like, oh, should I go here to get a steak or should I go here to get a steak? Well, in your mind, there's already a preconceived notion of which steak is going to be better. And at some point, the branding clicks you over into a price point and you don't even care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like going to, if you've got Chick-fil-A on one side, McDonald's on the other. If you're me, I'm a huge Chick-fil-A guy. I'm going Chick-fil-A all day long. Hey, Naylor, you listening, man? We're, well, I picked Naylor up at the airport. He's like, let's go to McDonald's. And uh, he wanted a yogurt no. parfait. I was like, we ain't going to McDonald's, man. That, I said, Naylor, you ever watch those videos where the cheeseburger, they'll put it in like a glass container and like oh. three years later, it still looks the same. I've got a guy right up the street. He's a big foodie. He's got one. He's got a Pizza Hut pizza in a glass jar. Oh my gosh. Both of them are over a decade old. McDonald's cheeseburger, Pizza Hut pizza. Are you serious? Yeah, it looks like he just bought them last week. <laughs> it's wild. It is wild. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. So but any, that's, anyway, but you're that's, saying Chick Fil A, McDonald's. Ninety nine percent of us will go to Chick Fil A. Naylor, Naylor wants to yes. go to Mickey D's. And get, you're always gonna have parfait. that. You're always gonna have <laughs> that dude. Naylor's keeping them in business. Yeah, exactly. and, and I, man, I got. Oh, we went to the McDonald's in the hood in East St. Louis. Where yeah. I don't know what's good and what's bad. I, I, as I travel, yeah. but I guess that's a rough part of town or whatnot. And uh, Naylor had to save my life because I came. I was in a rough situation with some thugs that had approached me, and uh, Naylor's in the bathroom and he comes out. And uh, they're trying to jump you for a cheeseburger or what? No, they're trying to jump me for my money and my my uh, Toyota Camry. Did you say, so, "Hey guys, listen, I'm on a mowing sponsorship budget here. We we're, we're not no, we're not Na- bankrolling." Naylor comes out and like puts on Superman cape and he's like he's like, "All right, guys," and then he's Paul, come on, and like you know interrupted their uh, theft and, 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 uh, you didn't have me. your, uh, 40 of Pellegrino in your hand. I, I, I didn't bash, but uh, I mean, I was, I could throw down, but Naylor saved the day and got us out of there. Not a baby Naylor. Anyway, he's not, here's not, he's, he's not here now here. I'll, I'll, I need to end this live video. Probably. Oh, we were live. Yeah, we were live for a little bit guys. Hey, we're going to bounce out here and finish this podcast up. Um, what was that on Instagram? Instagram. Okay. Well, hey, let's get let's get more of your story, sir. Uh, we're gonna kick it back to Mr. Producer in the ATL. What do you like, Marty? Chick Fil A or McDonald's? Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, considering my voice is on some Mickey D spots in several markets, the answer is McDonald's. But if I need a restroom while traveling, always Chick Fil A. By the way, no one's ever tried to mug me in a Chick Fil A. Except for that lady that keeps trying to clean up after me before I'm finished. Hey, let's hear from a few of our sponsors. And after I take a sip of water, I'll kick it back to Paul. It's my pleasure. Mallard Innovative Products is a full line of gear for the lawn and landscape professional. From mower gear, safety gear, trailer racks, equipment securement, equipment servicing tools, aerators, mower blades, and much more to make you efficient, effective, safe, and profitable in the field. Be sure to check out the Catch Pro Aluminum Bagger and the Ballard Blades and X-Blade combination to dominate this fall. With over 20 years of selling accessories and 30 years in the business, we're sure we've got something you can't live without. Use coupon code FALLTOUR at ballard Com to save 10% off anything on the website during the month of October. That's ballard-inc.com, promo code FALLTOUR, and the link will be in the show description. 
For those of you guys interested in breaking into the snow removal game, this one's for you. Now available exclusively at thelawnpreneuracademy.com. We've got you covered with the How to Get Started Plowing Snow training program. This powerful resource is there to help you guys learn the basics to plowing snow, what to charge, major pitfalls and mistakes to avoid, and so much more. Hands down, one of the most anticipated and helpful training programs we have available. We'll get you up to speed on how to crush it with your snow removal business in no time. Check out the training program today at LawnPreneurAcademy.com. Because before you know it, we'll be out there plowing that snow and making that dough. And now back to the Green Industry Podcast Fall Road Tour with everyone's favorite joker, Paul Jameson. All right, good to be back here with Britt Dowd talking some lawn care. And uh, specifically, want to pick your brain about branding. We've been talking a little bit about marketing. You're talking about the perceived difference between yeah. McDonald's and Chick-fil-A yeah. and how important it is to brand your uh, lawn care business. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about perceived value. And eventually, uh, I did a podcast on this recently and I talked about, because everybody asks like, well, how much do I spend on marketing? How much should I spend on X, Y, Z marketing, whatever? And what we talk about at Green Again and what I talk to other business owners about is you need to hit your goals. So project like, what do I need to do print material wise, like brochures to hit mm-hmm. my goals, Facebook, you need to do all of it, like all the above, check the box D, all the above. You want to market as in many, at many places as you can mm-hmm. do as much as possible. You have what we all need to realize is we only have three months where people truly care about our services. Mm -hmm. After that, they're going to do it themselves. They've already made a decision or they're not going to do anything. What are those three months? You want to do March, April, May, at least in Kansas, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. At least in Kansas city, um, we have 95% cool season turf. So people are making a decision on our services in those three months. Now, for irrigation, like turn-ons, blowouts, maintenance, peak season could be different. But in general, we have a super seasonal business. Mm-hmm. So the seasonality of our business forces us to get all of our top-line revenue set in three months. It's crazy, but it happens. And I can even project within a few thousand dollars of if we hit this client mark, we're still going to upsell this much we're still going to upsell this much aerating and seeding. And so we can still set our projections, but we always say, let's set our budget to hit our goals. Anything extra we have, we're going to push towards branding. Mm -hmm. And that's where the perceived value comes in. And then what happens is you're kind of pushing this ball uphill with marketing and sales. That's your one-on-one transactions. Mm -hmm. Eventually though, you will get to a tipping point with clients and branding, word of mouth, your good name, Mm -hmm. that branding will start to get some of those organic referrals. You hear people say all the time, oh, we we grew by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't happen by accident. It happens through branding, happens through quality service, Mm -hmm. happens through customer service, happens through over-communication, happens through good equipment, Mm -hmm. happens through a good product. All of that we're using kind of in our branding, quote unquote, budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how we answer that question. But we're kind of circling now around perceived value. But branding is where you get perceived value. And if you're worried about going from A to C in your business and profit, you have to start branding. You can't just start doing one-on-one transactions and worrying about, oh, I'm just going to do this much in SEO or this much in Facebook. You have to eventually get to the point where you're focusing on branding. Um, What's funny is branding is one of those things like culture. Everybody Mm -hmm. talks about culture and and branding and it's kind of a gray space. Mm -hmm. But what we found, and I didn't set out, but I've just noticed it the last two years, I didn't set out to do this. But the more we brand our company, Mm -hmm. the more we post our lifestyle on Green Against Instagram, Facebook page, the more people watch it. Mm-hmm. The more people engage with us and they resonate with us and they resonate with us on different levels. Mm-hmm. Like this guy may be a little quirky and this guy's a Chiefs fan and this guy went to Olathe South and wherever you resonate with us, that's all branding. And what happens mm-hmm. is it ends up branding your company as a fun place to work. Mm-hmm. And so one of the main pain points, as you know, I'm sure you get tired of talking about it, is hiring. No, it's, How it's, do I find, hire, and, <laughs> and retain somebody? And 
that goes hand in hand with branding. Because mm-hmm. if you're not branding properly, people aren't seeing your company, you're not going to get people in the door. So you don't even get a fair shake at having a good culture. Um, but we've seen that and that's been a lot of fun to, to see as well. Because you, you think of it just as a uh, ROI from the standpoint of marketing, mm-hmm. but it's also a really good investment for your HR team as well. If you can start to brand your company properly. Yeah. And a lot of the companies like Chick-fil-A or Costco, or, you know, these companies that have a positive brand image Mm -hmm. and a a customer's a a good customer experience. There's a gas station in Atlanta called quick trip. Do you guys have those up here? Oh yeah. And I don't know how they are. You got quick trips. Yeah. In Atlanta. dude, That's all I go to. I won't go anywhere else, but, but they're so distinct from Mm -hmm. the, the ghetto, uh, gas station where you're nervous going in there with yep. the glass in between you and the yep. guy. I don't know if you guys have those here, but oh, Atlanta. Yeah. You, so anyway, you don't. Th- that's a totally different experience than going to Quick Trip. Going yep. to Chick Fil A is a totally different experience. Going to McDonald's. Going to Costco is a totally different experience to going to Dollar General. However, we think about that as the customers our our yep. experience there. But then when it goes there to be a team member there, yep. I know um, parents that are like, no, I want Johnny to get a job at Chick-fil-A because it's going to teach him yep. how to say my pleasure. It's going to yep. teach him how to show up to work on time. Yep. It's going to teach him. Whereas the people at, at uh, Wendy's or McDonald's, I mean, they're just, you know, they're cutting corners and I used to yep. work at Best Burger, so I'm not downplaying. Okay. I was, <laughs> and I got fired from that Best Burger. Okay. You want to talk about a we transformation about life. that? Yeah. Oh man. That you brought up Costco. I got fired from Costco. Oh, how in the world do you get fired from Costco? We, we got, we got uh, some history, man. I we got do. fired from Best Burger. You got fired from Costco. Oh, yeah. we've, uh, Cause we, we've all had winter jobs, right? So that <laughs> how was, how did you get fired from Costco? Dude, you want me to go down this road? Okay. Yeah. So the first five years of running, running green again, I had a winter job. Mm-hmm. One of those winters, it was Costco mm-hmm. and uh, it was a seasonal job. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I would show up. I, I think it was, it was, if it wasn't the graveyard shift, it was close. I was working like, I can't remember what it was, but I got off at about six in the morning, Mm -hmm. right before the store opened. Mm -hmm. So we would come in stock shelves, get everything lined up perfectly. They're very strict about like making sure it has that box look to it as you're stocking the shelves. Oh, wow. Everything was like completely against my personality style. Did you drive the forklift or? No, no. You you gotta, you gotta stay there a certain amount of time to get on the old forklift. All right. Um, But yeah, I was just stocking shelves, putting stuff in the freezer. Yeah, it was, I think it was like two and a half, three and a half months during their peak season, the holiday rush. And uh, I guess I just wasn't doing a good job. So I think the guy's name was Matt. He comes up to me, my, uh, last day would have been tomorrow. So it was like my second to last day. And he's like, Britt, listen, he's like, I don't know if we're going to keep you on board with us. And I was like, Matt, like I told you, I run a lawn care company. I wasn't planning on staying on board. I didn't know if you thought that that lawn care company wasn't a big deal, but he's like, yeah, we're just not going to keep you on board. And I was like, okay, so like, do you want me to finish out my last day tomorrow or you want me to bounce? So no, I just, I bounced right there. I was, I was stocking like uh frozen chicken nuggets or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he fired me right there and went home, told my wife, she was like, well, at least your last day was tomorrow. <laughs> Did he know your last day was the next day? Well, I don't know, but I told him and he was like, yeah, let's just go home now. What in the world? <laughs> so if you're well, out there and what you, what were you doing? I wasn't doing anything Poorly. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't up to snuff on how I stacked boxes or what. Ah. I mean, I, I, I worked my tail off. I mean, I was showing up graveyard shift, but I don't know. It wasn't my passion. So I'm sure that showed in my, in my box stacking abilities. Yeah. And that's something, you know, that's so hard is how do you get guys? Cause we, we're passionate and you guys listening to the green industry podcast or the lawn care leaders podcast, you're passionate cause you own the business. It's, yep. it's your, you know, household that you are trying to provide for. It's, you don't need to tell us to be passionate about business. I, you're passionate about your business. I'm super passionate about my business. Caleb Allman's passionate about his business. Brian Fullerton's passionate about his business and Julio's passionate about his business. Okay. But how do you get the guy who's making 20 bucks an hour, 18 bucks an hour, whatever you're paying your team member, who's going to show up 30 to 40 hours a week, who doesn't own it. Like that's what's challenging. Cause I don't know. I know I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't, I'm the owner, you're Uh the owner, uh but I couldn't go work for a 
a landscaping company as their foreman or even as a laborer for 15, 20, 25 bucks an hour, like I would be miserable. I couldn't do it. Like you said, you mailed it in on the night shift at Costco. So with that in mind, as an owner, how in the world do we incentivize those guys to want to come be a part of Green Again, Mm -hmm. to want to come be a part of our companies and have something to look forward to and not mail it in, but to actually give their best. And they're never going to work as hard as us. Let's just be honest. But that they'll at least, you know, help create that Costco, Chick-fil-A, Quick Trip culture. Because they do it. You walk into Quick Trip, Chick-fil-A or Costco, you're more than likely going to have the employees are going to, you know, have that image. Yeah. How do we do that? The old my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, that's a deep onion that you're trying to peel back layer by layer. So let let me say this. Nobody is ever going to work as hard as the owner. Mm -hmm. And if they do, it won't be over a sustained period of time. And nobody is ever going to care, care as deeply as you do. So after that, that's where the layers come in. Um, I would say the first thing that we always try to do is once somebody is fully onboarded with us, they go through the hiring process our four ride-alongs, which are grueling because people hate ride-alongs and we're just sitting there watching them and asking them questions. And then once they go through our probation period, 30, 60, 90-day checkpoints, and then once they're fully on board, the first thing we do is we let them know like we truly care about them. Mm-hmm. There, there's something like deep and meaningful about that. Like I... I truly care about our, our guys that come on board with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just starts with you as the owner setting that culture. Mm-hmm. You have to want the best for that person. And what sucks is sometimes the best thing for them is not your company. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is. But as long as they know that and you're communicating that, like, hey, I understand this could be temporary. But this is why it matters to us. This is what our goal is. This is what our vision is. Have them try to connect to it. So, I would say always set off truly caring about the other person. Um, the next thing is, since they're not an owner, you have to, and to your listeners, I have done so much wrong. I have done so much wrong with hiring, so much wrong with firing, so much wrong with onboarding. But one thing that we've realized is vision is paramount. You cannot just, you can't just show up to work and expect the guys to connect to what your vision is. You can't, and and each of those guys, even if they do connect to your mission, you need to know what their vision is. Like, I know that I have a guy on my team that wants to get a dog. I know I have a guy on my team that wants to move out of his parents' house and get an apartment. I know a guy that wants to upgrade houses. I know a guy that wants to start rental properties. Mm -hmm. They have all of their own little personal whys as well. Mm-hmm. You you as the owner have the ability to allow them to attach that to help them. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's how you can make more money and then you could do a rental property. Hey, here's how you can make more money, upgrade houses. Um, we we also simplified our mission. I know I'm rambling, but there's, there's a lot to tackle here. You, you asked a loaded question, but we, we had like a paragraph mission statement. We shortened it to to grow, to serve, to give. So I'm a Christian. Our company is run faith-based. I always want to grow our team. I want to grow them personally, spiritually, physically. I want them to grow at Green Again. I want them to serve. I want them to serve our clients. I want them to serve our team. I want them to serve our families, our communities. And the best part is, if we get all the details, because growing and serving that's huge. Like that's everything that's gaining clients. That's doing the production that's collecting. But if you do all of that and you do it to the best of your ability, you get to do the best part, which is giving, Mm -hmm. which is like, that's, that's what God calls us to, to do. And so we simplified our mission so that now our guys can attach themselves to that. Mm -hmm. What does growing look like for me here at green again? What does serving look like for me? Serving sometimes like we had clients that uh, were freaked out about COVID. And so our admin, a couple of our guys, they would go and get groceries and drop them off at our client's house Mm -hmm. to help them during that. So it's just really cool. If you, if you can allow them to attach their personal why or what they see a need in Mm -hmm. to your mission, 
it starts to all kind of interweave. Um, and my wife and I, we have a non-for-profit foundation and we just like, that's our favorite part is, is giving back. Um, I, I think I alluded to this earlier. I can't remember if it was on the show or not, but we're just in a lot of transition right now, our personal family. Mm-hmm. And I've realized like God has blessed us so tremendously. You know, my main focus over the next 10 years is to develop leaders at green again so that they can live a good life and they can grow, serve and give mm-hmm. no matter what that looks like. And so Part of that is me phasing out of operations. I know it seems weird, but me pulling out of operations allows for a new leader to step up and fill that GM role that I was in. Mm -hmm. So now he has a better life. He can grow, he can serve, he can give more. Um, And we're also starting like, so I'm going to put more emphasis on the Lawn Care Leaders podcast and I'm going to put, we started a consulting company, Intentional Growth Advisors, but all of that is to give back. It's all, all, all of it is to make a, a more meaningful impact. And it goes back to caring. Like eventually you come to a point in your life where money is not as important. And I think my, my family, my wife and I are at that point where we just want to, we want to have a deep impact with, with people we want to. And so whatever that looks like. So we're, we're, we're kind of reorienting, retooling everything, but we know God's called us to do great things and money's a part of it, yes, because it's got to fuel the venture. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> but we want to we want to put people first. I, w- I want to make an impact in business owners' lives, and same for you. I'm sure that's why you do big impetus for this podcast. So yeah, absolutely. Well, this show's helping a lot of people. We're we're at uh, Kansas City Barbecue. Oh yeah, eating dinner with Blake and Naylor, and some guy just rocks up to us like, "Hey, listen to your show." We're like. Oh, cool. (laughs) You know, it's just like the the impact that's starting to get crazy. So, hey, speaking of transitions, let's kick it back to Mr. Producer back in the ATL. Here's the deal. Part two of Paul's interview with Britt Dowd is coming up tomorrow. I do want to thank you for listening and remind you that in order to connect with our team, if you'd like to be a part of our winter road tour, is it too early to bring that up, Paul? I hope not. You know, if you live in the South, preferably near a beach and you'd like to be a guest, or maybe you'd like to sign up to be a tour sponsor. Now, listen, you guys in the marketing department, you're located somewhere where it's really cold. Imagine being able to tell the boss that your company is sponsoring this winter tour down in Florida, say, and you need to go provide some oversight for Paul's podcast. It might just be a free trip uh, to the beach for you. So if you want to be a guest or sign up as a tour sponsor, drop us an email at greenindustrypodcast at gmail.com. Be blessed, guys. Keep crushing it, friends. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks again to Ballard Products, Entrepreneur Academy, Jobber, and Toro for powering our Midwest Fall Tour. Support our sponsors and check out their products as we have provided the links in today's show notes. And remember, use the promo code FALLTOUR when checking out at ballard-inc.com to save 10% and use the promo code PODCAST for 10% off at lawentrepreneuracademy.com. And of course, don't forget to smash that subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes as the tour rolls on. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.